Welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast where we bring to you the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. My name is Luis. I'm the owner and founder of Phantom Agency, a digital marketing agency specializing in scaling SaaS companies. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Shabanjan. He is the founder of PitchLink. Uh, I went through everything that he's doing so far and it looks really awesome. Essentially, it's a platform where you can send pitches to people and pretty much avoid everything that is, you know, kind of like hard to deal with when you're doing a pitch to someone where it's whether you're sending a lot of different items through an email or you want to get in touch if you're pitching multiple people. Um, and essentially it, it lets you get in touch with every person on their own terms. They don't have to be all in the same room at the same time um, or something like that. So it's a very streamlined process for pitching. So uh, another thing that I want to mention is that Shubhanjan was kind enough to get everyone on the podcast a 90-day free trial. Um, and there's a little bit on that also. If you refer friends, you can actually extend it up to 365 days. So you get a whole year, uh, depending on how many people you bring on. And I'll let him talk a little bit more about that. But thank you so much for being on here today. Like I said, it's a pleasure. And I know it's super early for you in India. Uh, so thank you for making the time for this today. And why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Hey, Luis, thank you for having me. I really appreciate uh, uh, It's It's not easy to come up with a product which is not exactly like stuff out there. Mm -hmm. um, if you typically look at, I mean, we belong to the uh, sales technology stack. And if you look at the landscapes, um, uh, the two major landscapes, one by Nancy Nardin of uh, Smart Selling Tools and the other one by Nikolas Kochkovsky, uh, both the landscape has pitchling, by the way. Uh, you'll see uh, there are about 800 products mm -hmm. in about 37 silos. Uh, it is one crowded place. Yeah, it's insane. And, and, and if you look also, if you're in the space, sort of in the adjacent space of MarkTech, uh, you look at what Scott Binker has been doing. Mm -hmm. This space over the last like eight years has gone from 500 to 6,000 products. Yeah, it's growing. So, it's going to keep growing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's very difficult to sort of, sort of imagine that you can come up with a differentiated product in this space. Mm -hmm. um, see, we are all sort of in the same, uh, same problem, uh, like what you do, Luis, and what I do. We have the same problem. I mean, we have great ideas, yeah. uh, but we don't know how to sell it. Yeah, and 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 that, that's the big problem, right? Uh, and that's why so many products and, and that's why I believe so many people use it, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a drift trying to engage customers or you're trying to use a CRM or you're trying to use marketing automation. Um, so one key issue we came up with while we were like a small company trying to, uh, we have another product, uh, which, which we don't uh, talk about here, but uh, it, it's a visual learning tool. And one of the things we came up with time and again is that you know, this person is interested in talking to us. He has shown some interest. He has downloaded a white paper or joined a webinar or PDF or something. And, and he says, yes, I'm going to meet you. Like, you, like we, we agreed to meet. Yeah. And then this, that meeting will just not happen. Uh -huh. So it'll keep getting postponed. Right? And I'm just thinking, I, I just need to tell him what I do. And he may be interested. He may not be interested. But just to know that he's not interested, I have, to week, I have to wait like weeks because I can't get on a call or on a face-to-face, on -face, right? Uh -huh. So that was a very burning kind of problem. 
Uh, of course, there are lots of associated problems which we'll talk of if we have time. Um, so we said that there has to be a way to just send this out. I mean, to, to, to make that happen. Mm -hmm. and, and we started thinking, what do we do when we meet someone? You know, I'll give an introduction and then I'll say, this is the space I'm in. It's a context setting. And then I'll show him a demo. Mm -hmm. And then I'll say, these are my customer testimonials or this is a comparative chart that I have vis-a-vis -vis my competitors, uh -huh. right? And I'm, I'm, I'm possibly showing, showing him all these uh, collaterals while I'm talking to him, mm -hmm. explaining stuff, adding context. And we try to imagine what, we, what do we need to do to take it, take it sort of online without me being there. Yeah. Right? So that sort of triggered uh, how we built PitchLink. Yeah. And that's how we came up with the, with the product. Very cool. So you mentioned a very good point, essentially, that there is a ton of products out there. And there is more every single day that essentially I wake up and I go on these SaaS groups. There's someone else trying to build something new. Um, I recently, actually, a little bit earlier today, someone said that they wanted to build a Calendly, um, almost like a clone of it. And uh, it's, it's, you know, you have to find the right, key differentiators essentially to cre actually create a product that people are going to want um, and explore what kind of pain points they're seeing. So what I want to transition here is essentially, are there any other companies that are similar to PitchLink? Because this is the first time that I've ever seen anything like it. And if so, how are you positioning yourself so that you are different than them? Yeah. So, so before I say anything, uh, you know, we are all sort of in a, ecosystem which is sending us the same signals. Uh, I do believe that you could have built PitchLink because you would have seen the same kind of signals and same kind of problems. Yeah. So I, I would not say that, uh, oh, this is so unique and I had this sort of, I, I dreamt about this product. Mm -hmm. uh, having said that, uh, there is nothing exactly like PitchLink out there actually. Okay. I mean, th there are products, of course. I mean, there are uh, products which, for example, allow you to share documents like a Dropbox or a, mm -hmm. a PandaDoc, you know, you know, or or uh, uh, there there are uh, products which allow you to build what they call a buyer portal, like like buyer deck. So mm -hmm. you can have like collaterals lined up in a microsite. Yeah, uh, you know, five collaterals lined up, right? Yeah. But if you think of what PitchLink does, it goes way beyond that, and and I'll tell you how. So there are two basic things in PitchLink. One is the pitching part, where I line up my collaterals, like a playlist essentially, yeah, yeah. and I can record my own video or voice and insert them to add context, right? So, and all of this can, is packaged and sent off as a link, mm -hmm. right? So that's one part. And I'll talk about that later if you have time. The other part is the engagement part. So once it is sent to the customer, he can A, view it, B, tell me I'm not interested. So we take out the social awkwardness of telling, hey, you know what, Lewis, I know it's a nice thing, but I'm yeah. sorry, I can't use it. I, I don't want to tell you that, right? Yeah. I, I will say, hey, you know what, let's talk in a month and, and we'll see where we go with this. Yeah. If I told you, look, it's not, it's not interesting or it's more expensive or whatever, you, you could take some action. Pitchling allows you to do that, number two. Number three, Pitchling allows the customer, the, the prospect, to get his entire team on board, right? We're a B2B platform. You know, yeah. there are 6.8 people in a decision. I don't know how they came up with that 0.8 bit, 
but 6.8 people in a decision, right? And yeah. all of them have a different take. So there is a tech guy who has his take, and there is a you know finance guy who has his own take, and there are users who have their own takes. So how do you talk to them? In a, in a normal conversation, even if I've met you face to face, you tell me, hey, Shubhanyan, can you send me your proposal in a mail? I'll send you that mail. I'll talk about the struggle of getting the attachments across to you separately. Uh -huh. But imagine that I've got everything out to you. You now have to share this with your 6.8 people or 5.8 people yeah. internally. So what essentially you're doing, you're replicating copies of my documents, right? A. B, you have no visibility whether your colleagues have seen any of it or not, mm -hmm. right? And then See? that creates a bunch of email threats asking questions. Exactly, exactly. And nobody has any clue what's going on. And of course, they finally have a clue and it's a, it's a very complex and messy process, yeah. right? On PitchLink, I got a pitch, which is a, which is a link. I download nothing. I can actually, as a customer, see a 500 MB demo without even worrying about permission or anything at all. Mm -hmm. And then I invite my folks. We all see the same pitch in the same interface. We can all ask questions. And all of those are right there. We track nothing. We just, this one link. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And, and not only that, the buyers can have a separate chat, which even if I, as the seller, have sent you the link, I have no access to. Mm -hmm. So the buyer group can have their own chat amongst themselves. They have their own analytics dashboard where they can see whether each of them have seen this. I can say, hey, Luis, I, you know, you need to see that document that guy sent because that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, so it makes the buyer ability to manage the process way more efficient yeah. than any other way existing. So that bit that I'm talking of, the buyer centricity, which is the cornerstone of what PitchLink is, although we are a selling tool, mm -hmm. and again, I can talk about that later separately. Yeah. The buyer centricity is the key because the world is moving towards a buyer-controlled selling or a buyer-controlled, I say, buying process, right? Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of my very favorite things that I talk to people when I go and talk is that, you know, there is this huge myth Louis, that this great sales guy closed five deals this month, uh -huh. right? You have heard this. I mean, he's a great guy. He closes deals. And there are definitions of sellers who are hunters, who are this, who are that, and who are closers. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest myth perpetuated on us over the last hundred years. Because trust me, no seller has ever closed a deal. No seller. Uh -huh. Every deal has been closed by the buyer. If the buyer didn't sign, there was no deal. Yeah. <laughs> Every deal on earth was sold by the buyer. Makes sense? It's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so so um, I, I know I'm taking a lot more time, not letting you ask me some questions, but uh, there are obviously uh, bits and pieces which are done by other products. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some very, very good products out there. I mean, no, no two ways about it. Yeah. Uh, but the comprehensiveness with which we address this whole process of pitching without interruption, so mm -hmm. that's the cornerstone, right? That any selling today is based on the premise of interruption. I cannot sell to you unless I interrupt your day yeah. with a call, or a visit, or a mail, I cannot, I cannot, right? Mm -hmm. Pitchlink believes that 
if I send you my narrative, and it doesn't have to be a whole pitch, it can be something just to evoke your interest. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Now tell me, when, when I send you a mail and say, hey, Louis, I want to talk to you, and this is what I do, why would you want to talk to me? I mean, unless there is a burn, see, of course, there is a burning situation. Okay, my, fire, my house is on fire and I need water. Sure, I'll, anybody who comes and sells me water, I'll buy. Yeah. Right? But if that's not the case, in a B2B scenario, I'm not saying B2C. B2C is slightly different. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you, 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 and by the way, B2C actually shows how the trend is shifting to the buyer. What is Amazon after all? Amazon doesn't know what you're going to buy today. Yeah. He has no clue. Are you going to buy a bar of soap or are you going to buy a book or you're going to buy, I don't know, uh, something else? Mm -hmm. Amazon doesn't know. You know, and yeah. you go and buy. That's why the process is so efficient. The buyer knows what he wants to buy. Simple. There's no confusion at all. Mm -hmm. The buyer knows. I don't have to go and prospect and find out among millions of people who is ready to buy PitchLink today. The guy who needs PitchLink knows he knows PitchLink. Yeah. Right, so he will. When he comes calling, that's the best way to sell. Uh -huh. That's the best way to sell, right? We all imagine if we had a storefront where people stand stood in a queue. Yeah, of course, that's the best way to sell, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So, one of the premises is that you create your your proposition, and you send it out to the buyer so that he can click on the link when he's ready. He's not bothered because his secretary is talking and he has a meeting to go to. And, you know, Shubhanjan, I know I gave you time. Thank you for coming. I know I gave you half an hour. You know what? I'm really pressed today. Can you just wrap it up in 10 minutes? No. There's no need. Yeah. Shubhanjan sends you a link and you look at it when you want. You click it. You say, no, it's not good. Hey, Shubhanjan, I'm not interested. Good. It's good. Right? Yeah. And then... You have time and you say, hmm, this looks interesting. Let me explore a little more. Let me explore a little more. You know what? I'll get uh, Ruby and I'll get, uh, Lu uh, I'll get Lee, I'll get Robert in because I think they should take a look at it. Hey, guys, will you take a look at the stuff that Shubhanjan has sent me? There you go. Yeah. And then you say, hmm, let me ask him a question. Hey, Shubhanjan, in the spreadsheet, you mentioned that you can actually ask questions against each of the collaterals out there. Okay. Right? Or you can ask a question at the pitch level. Hey, have you guys dealt with any company which has about 1,000 employees? Can you give me some reference? I could ask that. Or I could ask, <clears throat> in your demo, in the fifth minute, you know, you show this. How exactly does that happen? Mm -hmm. I can ask. I don't have to meet. You don't have to meet yeah. me. You don't have to do, do social interaction. Tell me about your child, about your wife, about your girlfriend. <laughs> no, there's no need. There's no need. Yeah. We are not friends. Right? We don't have to be friends. Yeah. We may become friends after five years, sure. But today we are not friends. Mm -hmm. We're just two fine people talking to each other about whether we can fulfill some needs, transaction, transact some value. That's it. Right, right. Correct? Absolutely. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> I'm giving you very long answers. You have to cut out stuff. <laughs> fine. So now to transition a little bit more about the, yeah. the product and, and kind of what you're going with it and what you want to do. Um, first, first of all, how long has it been out? Because I know that it's beta at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually released a fully functional version okay. uh, in September, September and October. Okay. Okay.
Okay, so which right. is like about four years, four months back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, while we have been in development for about two years, so yeah. So okay. Yeah. Awesome. Who are you going after? You said it was B two B, but is there a specific vertical that you're looking to yeah. start yeah. doing business with? Yeah, Luis, that that's that's an interesting question. Simply because I don't have a good answer. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we what we figured. See, we have uh, less than hundred companies using it right now. Okay, and these are not a homogeneous group. These are what I co- call our hustle group. Like I say, hey, Luis, you know what? You really need to use this for your phantom agency, man. Do yeah. something and use it, yeah. right? I mean, that's what you do to to start uh, get get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have software companies which who are using it to pitch to clients. Okay. Uh, we have uh, strangely, all this a B two B product, uh, high end customized travel agencies using this to sell very unique tours to family. <laughs> And families staying, see, it's like, oh, as a family, we want to go and see the Northern Lights this year. Mm-hmm. So I am here. My brother is in Australia. My uncle is in uh, in the US, yeah. right? So the travel agency is sending this to them. This is the tour. This is where you'll go. This is what you'll do. And this is getting shared between the family. Mm-hmm. And everybody's coming in and giving their inputs and asking questions. Mm-hmm. It's working. I mean, it's strange. I mean, I didn't think about it at all. Yeah. Um, so, so, so to answer your question, uh, we don't have a homogeneous group, but we see that startups are using it very effectively, uh, both for uh, pitching to new customers mm-hmm. and to pitch to investors. Okay. There are some VCs we are, who are actually telling their, their startups that you want to pitch, pitch me on PitchLink. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best way. That's the best way to get a in-depth. Sorry? Because it saves time. Yeah, it saves time. And it also, see, Another myth that goes around is this elevator pitch. VCs are not gods. They don't understand your mind in 30 seconds. I mean, no matter what people tell, that's another big myth. You know, tell me in 30 seconds what you do. I mean, come on. I spent two years building something. I can't even talk about my name and myself and where I live in 30 seconds. What are you (laughs) talking about? You know? Yeah. So, so VCs are actually telling, send this pitch link to me because then they have a better chance of actually understanding what this guy is talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. It might take five minutes or seven minutes. That's okay, guys. You're going to spend a million dollars investing in this company. Yeah. You know, so, that's- so that's, that, that's number two. Number three, we are seeing a lot of inside sales professionals who use online tools to pitch are using this. And you know how they're using this, Luis? It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So imagine that I'm supposed to pitch to you about PitchLink today. Yeah. And I know, I, I know two of your colleagues are going to join because I have them in my calendar. Yeah. I actually send you a pitch link before I get into the meeting. So, so imagine that I have sent you a pitch link three, three days before. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I'm going to meet this guy. Shumanjan is going to pitch about some online SaaS product. Yeah. And you get a pitch link from me and you spend 10 minutes looking at it. And then I have also sent Mark two of your colleagues who are going to join and they have also seen it. And you guys have actually understood what I do mm-hmm. even before you get into the call. Now I had to spend a lot of time trying to get you on this call, Luis, right? Yeah. You didn't come in just like that. And you say, oh, Hey, Luis, will you come for a call? Yeah, yeah sure. I'll come. Yeah. No, I had to write to you. I had exchange mails and you said, okay, not today, next Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. And we have got together. 
Yeah. Now, what do I do for the half an hour you have given me and your two colleagues? I spend 15 minutes talking about what I do. Yeah. What should I be doing? I should be asking you, what do you do, Luis? <laughs> How can I help you? No, I'm talking about myself. Yeah. Right? Makes no sense. So a lot of people... Sorry. So... Here, here. What these people are doing is using the pitch link to introduce themselves and tell them, and then the call is really to get a decision out of them. And, and also to understand, even if it's not a decision, I understand. See, how do I move it to the next level? I do X. Uh-huh. I have to first understand, do you need X? Do you, are you using an X replacement? Mm-hmm. Are you using something which you can do without? Is this really critical? Where, where am I in the, in the, in the, in the in a yardstick of fire, how, how badly is it burning for you? Yeah. How do I know that if I don't talk to you? Yeah. And another thing I'll tell you, the other two colleagues that I mentioned who are sort of joining in from the side, I have no clue whether they're li- really listening to me and looking at my demo or they're you know, tweeting away or, or mailing away. Yeah. No idea. But here, I have already given them an opportunity to see it, individually ask me questions. So I can actually say, you know, Robert, you remember you, that question you asked me about my competitor? I can tell you about it now. Mm-hmm. So people are using it that way. So that's, that's one. Nice. Number two, they have not sent it before, but I have got into a call. I have had a call. And instead of now sending you a mail with all my attachments, I send you a pitch link. Mm-hmm. Now, actually what happens is pitch link becomes an extension of this meeting that we have had. Yeah. So we really have, I, I can put in the stuff. I can say, okay, you, you know, remember you mentioned about X. So I'm putting something about X. You mentioned Y. I'm adding something about Y. You mentioned about two of my customers. Here are two of my customers' testimonials. Very cool. And now you ask questions. And, and it's very easy. Once you have got onto PitchLink, it's really easy to manage the conversation because it's all there. Yeah. And it doesn't end with the stuff that I put on the pitch, by the way. I, there is a whole place where I can stack up as much documents as I want. Yeah, yeah. And we can also have conversations on those documents. You can ask me questions. I can give you answers. Right. That's very cool. Yeah. Awesome. So as far as actually getting customers for pitch link at the moment, what has been the most successful thing that you've done so far? Okay. So I'm, because, um, let me interrupt right here. It, it seems like it's, it's, it's almost like, I don't know. I don't know like a better word for it, but contagious, right? Where if I'm sending you something, and like it's both businesses because it's B2B. Essentially, yeah. one of, the other person is also selling something or doing some sort of service where they're going to notice, hey, like you sent me this link. Like, what is it? Or like, is there a way to look yeah. into it? And I'm sure there's some sort of, you know, branding or something where people yeah. Yeah. Can pretty much join from them having another link being sent to them. Yes. Um, but so there's how, a built-in virality, yes. Yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that the main driver of growth at the moment? Um, th- that's partial, but to be honest, and I think the best thing I like about our era, Luis, and all the po- podcasts that I listen to and you listen to and, you, and, and the ones that we do is mm-hmm. that I think people are so open to really sharing what's going on. Yeah. And there is so much we learn from others. It will be totally disservice if I didn't tell you what's going on. Uh, so while that is true, but since our base is very small, it has a limited effect mm-hmm. today. But, but obviously, that's a built-in hook. I mean, once we sort of start, uh, the, start the growth, it, it can be very, 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 very fast. Yeah. Right, now, right now, it's mostly uh, what Paul Graham says, do things that don't scale. 
right? So we are, we are in that stage, honestly. So it is really one brick at a time. So it may be going to incubator and, and giving a demo. Uh, it, it may be, you know, you know writing a post. Uh, it, it may be uh, going and talking at industry meet, right? Yeah. Uh, and and actually, I, I told what I have now is a hustle group. You remember? So it's it's like it's it's really hustle. Yeah. Uh, but but we we also were very conscious about not going overstretching us in terms of spending ad money, a lot of money, and getting a lot of people in right. uh, one shot. Uh, but I think we are coming very close to a stage where we would do that, mm-hmm. right? Because I think we are ready. I mean, we were also very, very uh, conscious that, see, finally, we, it's a very complex product. And, and it took us a long time to fine tune stuff. I mean, the amount of things that you can do, for yeah. example, uh, we have a built-in tool which can help you get customer testimonials in video. Okay. Okay. Now, typically, you'll see um, a website will have a testimonial. It's a photo. And something written below that, yeah. Which is because see, that's the best we can do, right? So you tell me, Heshwanyan, will you give me a testimonial, or I'll ask you, Luis, will you? Yeah, sure. What do I have to write? You tell me. So I'll write and I'll send it to you, right? And attach a photo. It's not so good, right? Yeah. What if What if I could do a video? You say, I know, but it's very expensive. And we have to send in a crew, and we have to do this, we have to do that, we have to edit it out. So we built a tool where I can, suppose I need a testimonial from you, Louis, I can write exactly what I want and send it to you as a suggested script. You don't have to read that. You can edit it completely. Yeah. Once you click the link, you get my script, which you can edit. And then it becomes a teleprompter right under your webcam, which means you can, it will scroll at a very steady space and and it, it can control, it can control the speed. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. And then you can take five takes, five. You can record one after the other. And then the one you like, you can upload. And it comes into my box. Uh-huh. No downloading, no WeTransfer, no nothing. You read it, you, you review it, you like it, you do five takes, you like it, send it. <laughs> Don't like any, delete everything, do it again. No problem. Yeah. Right? Do as many times. Send it. So we are also building tools to make this a very rich platform. So the, the point I'm making is that we are trying to make build a very complex product, which in the front end should be extremely simple, and and that's, that's the hard, hard thing to do. Hard thing to do. It's yeah. it's not easy. And I I would also not say if you look at pitching and say you know what it's still not that simple. I'll believe that. Yeah. I I still think that we can do a lot, but I think we have spent a huge amount of time last two years mm-hmm. to have a have a good, exciting, valuable, and effective product, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and uh, I think that we have to take it to the next stage now, uh, which is why, I mean, you're the first uh, podcast I'm talking to. Yeah. Uh, really. Uh, because we, we, we were deliberate that we didn't want any additional, I mean, I'm active on LinkedIn, uh, yeah, yeah. but uh, I didn't go out and talk to people. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but, but this is the time when we are ready and I think people should come, they should start using. Yeah. And, uh, and, and hopefully the viral thing kicks in at some point. Yeah. Very cool. Is that, and this is, this is actually a good question too. Essentially you mentioned that you want to build a very robust product, right? With a lot of features where 
people have a lot of different abilities of what they can do within the platform and obviously also making it user friendly where people don't get confused or overwhelmed when they're using the tool. Is that, do you think that could potentially be a problem um, where it's not too complicated, but maybe too robust where it kind of loses the simplicity? It's a difficult question, Luis. And, and uh, I think that's the existential crisis that all product developers live with. Yeah. Um, where does it end? And where do you draw the line? Mm-hmm. Um, so what we did was we were very clear in the beginning that we are doing something very specific. So, so that is one of the reasons uh, it's very difficult to point out where do we fit in? Where, where is it that Pitchlink fits in? Right. Because there's nothing like it out there. Yeah. So are we a sales enablement product? You can say that. Are we buyer enablement? There is nothing called buyer enablement out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a term, but there is no landscape. Yeah. There are no 10 products there. Okay. Um, but we were very clear that we are super narrow focused in the communication and conversation piece. Okay. Right? Yeah. Now, how we are going to label it, I don't know because there's no label out there. Yeah. You get to create but, it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. But it's a hard thing. Yeah. So creating a label and then having more people join it's a label. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm sort of talking to a few guys who are in the adjacent spaces and yeah. trying to have has a similar kind of thought, uh, including uh, working on a possibly a buyer focus summit. Uh-huh. Um, but having said that, uh, we, we are super narrow focused. So just to come back to your question, I know that complexity has been added. I, there's no two ways about it. But I think that prima facie, it's still pretty simple if you have understood. Okay, so is there a learning curve? Yes. So one of the things we do, once you sign up, we say within two weeks, you have to take a free one-on-one session. Mm -hmm. If you don't take that one-on-one session, your account will be suspended. You can come back and take the session and then restart again. Yeah. Unless you're already using it. So if you're using it, fine, no problem. Yeah. But if you're not using it, you just signed up and did nothing. Within two weeks, you must take a one-on-one session and it's free. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is put your time. And our belief is if you're in a B2B sales uh, job, you have signed up for my product for a purpose. Right. And if you can't find half an hour to learn how to use the product, I don't think you're going to use it. You don't need it. Yeah. You don't need it. You will not use it. And by the way, stats is there. 60% of people who sign up for a SaaS, Luis, don't come back a second time. They don't come back a second time. Uh Do you think that's because these people are looking for free trials to do something really fast? No, there are many things. See, for one of the reasons, if you ask me, why do we allow 90 days of free trial? A lot of people have said, in fact, just now Thomas Tungus has a, a, of Redpoint has done a, a survey, which yeah. he presented at Saster. And he says that the length of trial has no impact on usage. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually wrote a post on that saying that I believe differently. I have to suspend my belief because he's providing data and I have to relook at what I was thinking. Honestly, I mean, yeah. I'll not debate data. Yeah. 
then it's my perception versus data and you know what will win right the data will always win absolutely uh, so so the thing is uh, i believe that and as a as a user like if you're a if you're a saas user luis how many times did you leave everything and say you know what my mission of my life is to learn how to use pitchney <laughs> man no yeah mission in your life is to run phantom agency yeah right yeah so i tell you, i give you 14 days or 7 days of free trial you have not even you have not even looked at the product you have not even got your folks on board i mean how how yeah. is a team going to use it so i said we'll give a 90 day free trial okay and i'll i'll and i'll extend it for the 365 days bit which if you get up to 18 uh members who join in through your referral uh-huh. for every member you'll get a 15 day extra so that takes to give you another 9 months right and and we we are truly open this there's no trick in that yeah yeah honest but so uh the, the the point is that uh the the way we are we, we are structured the, the whole saas you know environment uh it 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 makes it uh difficult to re- you know yesterday night i did a post uh by the way i'm on a, on a mission this year that i'm i'm going to post one every day and wow. I, I, yesterday i did my 50th post so i started on 1st of january yesterday awesome. was my 50th post on linkedin and and one of the things i mentioned about the blissfully saas trends uh you know any typical guy uses eight apps today saas apps a typical company with less than 50 people has 40 apps that they pay for or not pay for but use yeah it's a lot it's a lot right so you have to make it conducive for people to take the time to get used to it and use it i might have lost the th- thread of where i was going with it sorry yeah. about that <laughs> but but i guess I, but it's true that that's something that i brought up in a different podcast with someone else is you know it was the length of the trial and essentially how, how do you know how long to keep it and i think i i remember in in a group a person brought up the fact that they're giving away 12 months for free with a 12 month trial which is a long time but uh-huh. and he said not to give a free trial to never give a free trial but essentially mm-hmm. when you allow people to use a product for that long it if they need it and if they want it it's going to become a part of their life so once those 12 months are up they're most likely going to decide to buy it just yeah. because they've been they've been so used to it take for example hubspot they offer their free yeah. crm but if you ever need anything or you need to upgrade for whatever reason you already have your whole business inside of it so it's going to yeah. be really hard to get someone out of it uh, or yeah. to get someone you know for example if if you're using hubspot free crm it's going to be very difficult and the person must really have to be to have an issue or not find whatever they need in order to migrate everything that they've created inside that platform to a different yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. It's giving yeah. them the the time that they need essentially to learn how to use a product and to get comfortable and also to invest time in it because that's they know even if it's subconsciously subconsciously they're not going to get that time back and they've already invested a lot of time in it that moving towards something else means they have to learn a new system they have to put things in place they have to essentially train people if they have if they have a team um so it's a lot of moving pieces when it comes to actually switching from one to another um 
and that's absolutely a different story than when you don't have a need, then you just cancel and that's it because you don't need it. But if you need it, you're going to go to something else or you're, if you're, you know, an entrepreneur, you might want to create it yourself. Who knows? Um, but I think there's definitely a place for trials. Absolutely. So, so I, I would just add one element, which is what I already told you free trial with usage. So you have to drive the usage. Mm-hmm. You cannot have somebody sitting there with the account and do nothing. Yeah. So I can, that's why the whole idea is that why do we say 365 days? If you are getting, giving me referral, if, if you're getting people in, that means you're, you're building an ecosystem around you yeah. who are using the product. And I'm happy to see, for example, one of the things we told, I mean, one of the, amongst the tons of great things HubSpot has done, one beef I have with them is that it's very expensive to learn how to use it. And because you cannot learn, you have to pay somebody to use it in the sense they have this affiliate whole Uh support system, right? And I think that's very unfair. It's like telling someone, if you buy my car, you have to learn how to drive it all over again. Or you have to hire my driver who has been trained by me. Mm -hmm. That sounds a bit unfair. So we out of the gate, we said, we'll never charge you for learning how to use my product. Mm-hmm. If you're buying my product, it's your right to know how to, how to use it. And yeah. it's my job to teach you for free how to use it. That's very cool. Yeah. I like that. I, that's the first time I've heard that. And it should be that way. You know, a lot of people complain about people not knowing how to use a product or yeah. user onboarding being an issue. But I don't think that a lot of companies spend enough time um, as much as they should at least to, to make sure that the, the, that the customers are, in the know of how to actually use the product. And a lot of them can be very, very difficult to use. And essentially, you know, I guess it comes down to lifetime value and how much you're willing to pay for a customer when you actually factor in real time and not just, you know, what's it going to cost me to put this user onboarding system in place. Right. 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 But yeah, definitely. That's, that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're kind of close here to the, to the end yeah. of the podcast. So I did want to ask a couple more questions. Sure. Uh, what's one of the most challenging things that you've ran into while building PitchLink? I think the biggest challenge is to get enough people to use it and give you feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for us, it has been a constant hustle. And uh, I mean, I don't, I'm using hustle in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, 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 because I, I do trust that people are busy, you know, to just because I made a product yeah. doesn't mean you're going to spend time using it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my expect, Oh my, you know, the users don't use it, man. Uh, it's your problem. Yeah. Right. That's so, so go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that the biggest challenge, and I think the biggest challenge for even established products, uh, which is why, again, uh, one of the discussions was that if you can take away 1% of sales forces market, yeah. You can create a, you can create a unicorn, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there is one person somewhere in the Salesforce ecosystem who are not satisfied with what they're getting. Yeah. All you have to do is identify them and do, do something very well for them. Yeah. And you've got a unicorn. No, 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 no kidding. The math is out there. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the same thing. So I think it's, it's extremely important that, that we really tune into the user and it's a hard thing to do. You cannot do it at scale. You cannot do it with thousand people. Mm-hmm. 
you can do it when you're small. You can, you can do it only when you're small. That's a good point. Now, what is one piece of advice that you would have for anyone that is in early stages of building a company, uh, their SaaS company, or that are looking to starting one? I think uh, you should go out and start showing your product and getting people to use it as early into the journey as possible. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about finish. Don't worry about how good it looks. Don't fuss about small things because they're really small things. Yeah. And, and get it out there because I think most product uh, people uh, like me, yeah. we have this notion in our head, you know, we should be like Salesforce came there after, $20 billion and 20 years. Yeah. You will not get there in month one. Yeah. <laughs> Be real. Be real. Yeah. Right. You take it out. Even if two people use it, it's more valuable than waiting three more months to take it out. to them. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. As quickly as possible. Every version you do, take it out to people. Let five people use it. Doesn't matter you will get so much feedback and so much insight and so much. And, and trust me, that will help. The earlier you take it out, the better. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, see, typically what we do is we'll do a discussion when it's in the napkin. That's when we'll talk to people yeah. before we get started. Then we talk to them after one year. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Very good. Very good advice. Um, if you or actually, what is one of the SaaS companies that you look up to? Oh, there are so many. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is Drift, there is Intercom, this bunch, which are focused on uh, early early stage startup because we have a similar kind of target group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Loom, by the yeah, way. Loom's you great. mentioned Loom. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Lucid Charts, great company. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I mean, it's, it's very easy to say Marketo and Salesforce and all of those. Uh, but, but they're really super yeah. big and, and, yeah. and they did some really pioneering stuff when they started. I mean, I, I, um, I actually uh, sort of got inspired with that no software sign that Mark Benioff had made uh, in the early days, if you, I don't know whether you remember, uh, of, of Salesforce. So he, he created a sign, like a no entry sign, so no software, because he was first talking about cloud. He was the first yeah. guy out there talking about cloud, right? Uh, he, he, and he was out of Oracle. So this whole uh, legacy system of having uh, on-site software, mm-hmm. uh, he was sort of fighting that notion. So we have a sign of no interruption, right? Zero interruption. So yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so there, there are so many and, and there are so many people I'm connected to on, uh, and, I, and I follow um, Terminus, uh, great company. Uh, yeah, so so there, there are a few. Good, yeah, definitely. Uh, where can people find you online? Oh, um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active. Uh, if people just hit me up, I mean, although you need an email, so my email is ss at pitch dot link. Okay. Uh, so if they put that and and send me an invite, they can they can connect me on LinkedIn. That's easiest. They can of course mail me in the same mail. That's my personal email. Uh, send them pitches. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they can use it and send me pitches. Yes, that'll be great. That'll be wonderful. Awesome. Well, do you have any questions for myself? Well, 
at least I, I would love to know. And if you want to take it offline and not sort of, uh, yeah. you know, I know we are, we are already super extended in the, in the, in the podcast. Um, I, I would love to know what you do and, and how you are growing your business because it's, there's so much to learn, as I said, and I, I really mean it. Yeah. I would love to know what you are doing and what are you doing to scale and what you are doing that can help companies like us who are uh, yeah. in the early days of the, of the journey. Absolutely. So short answer, just to keep this in the time, uh, what we do is pretty much just paid advertising through a couple of different channels. And we kind of find the areas where your company is mostly struggling with and use paid advertising to kind of get people to either re-engage if it's after they've signed up and not using your product, get them back in uh, and just use paid advertising, essentially, you know, search ads and stuff like that, Facebook ads, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever it is that you think that you could find your, your prospects, your users. Uh, that's what we use to scale. And we use a couple of different AI tools at the same time to find better areas of optimization for that. Uh, but yeah, let's, if you want, let's talk about it offline and, uh, thank you for being on here today. It was a pleasure having you. Um, it's always great being able to interview people like you that are building great products, um, and, and really just bringing value to the community. Obviously, you know, this is what the podcast is all about. We've talked about some really cool things on here, and I think that a lot of people can take a lot of value out of this um, and essentially implement them themselves, or even if it's just to strike up an idea on something else to build. Um, that's essentially what SaaS Ad Lab is all about, is just bringing more value to people that are looking forward to building uh, great companies and products. So thank you so much for being on here today. Uh, like I said, it was a pleasure having you, and uh, see everyone uh, later. Hey, thank you, Luis. I, I really appreciate. I appreciate your time and uh, I appreciate what you're doing. And I would love to, you know, chat with you. Let me know when we can get on. Thank and, you. Uh, I, I would love to explore. Absolutely. All right. See everyone later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. -bye. Thank you. Bye.